1: The Ave Maria Hour.
3: Hello, this is Father Bob Warren of the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. Thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour radio show. The Friars' popular Ave Maria Hour was first brought to the radio airwaves in 1939, recorded in New York City and on the mountainside grounds at Graymoor, a home in Garrison, New York. These timeless classic stories of the Bible and the lives of the saints came to life each week through dramatic reenactment by professional actors and actresses. You know, friends, Christ once said, Do not hide your treasure under a bushel. In saying this, he meant share your gifts, share your talents. The Friars of the Atonement feel the message in these broadcasts remains as powerful and timely as when they were originally aired. And we are so happy to be able to share them with you today. To learn more about the missions and ministries of the Friars of the Atonement, I invite you to visit our website, www.atonementfriars.org In the meantime, sit back and enjoy this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour. St. Hildegard
4: You have served well, Sister Hildegard. But now you must resist the temptation to continue your life as it has been.
0: I don't understand.
4: Greater duties await you. You must accept them. Accept?
0: Accept what?
4: Within a short time, Sister Hildegard, you must assume full responsibility for the convent.
0: Oh, no, no.
4: Your superior is summoning you. Go to her. Go now.
2: that who is there
0: it is i sister hildegard
2: come closer to the light you knew i wanted to speak to you
0: yes i knew sister Jutta.
2: just as you know so many things before they happen it's a gift which often
0: brings great sadness and tonight tonight more than ever
2: then my death has been revealed to you
0: yes oh sister
2: Jutta. now now sister this is God's will. We must accept it. Our loss will be so great. Sister Hildegard, has God also revealed your future within these walls?
0: Sister Jada, I'm not worthy. I've no
2: desire to become the superior. God has revealed to you that you will be the superior. So it's useless to protest. And it has always been my wish. I know. Good. Then it's settled. God has seen fit to bestow on you a unique gift that you've revealed to no one but me. It is a gift, sister, which you should share with the world. But I've told you how I feel about my visions, how
0: they frighten me. I try to banish them from my mind, and when they crowd in on me, the pain
2: of them becomes almost unendurable. You told me of visions in which some of the Gospels were brilliantly explained. Such teaching must be spread beyond this convent. You must write down the words of God which have been revealed to you. No,
0: no, I couldn't. And why not? If I wrote down those
2: revelations, those visions,
0: people would laugh
2: at me. What you'd write would reveal true knowledge. And so you'd have nothing to fear. You'd be doing God's work. He wouldn't forsake you. Only I could be certain of that. Pray. Pray that God will give you the confidence you lack. Now, Sister Hildegard, leave me. I, I feel very tired. I must sleep. Is there anything I can bring you? Not now. But after you've thought about what I've suggested, come back and tell me your decision. Go now, Sister. Go and Pray.
4: I am the living and inaccessible light, and I enlighten whomever I will. According to my pleasure, I show forth through any man marvels greater than those of my servants in times past.
1: Thank
0: you. Oh, thank you, dear Lord.
2: No, Sister Hildegard. What have you come to tell me?
0: Last night... Last night as I was at my devotions alone in the chapel... there was a light, that same light of dazzling brilliancy of which I've told you. Go on. As I was caught in the center of this light... my mind was
2: filled with a single thought which came I knew from God. Sister Hildegard, what was revealed to you last night? The voice
0: which flooded my whole being, said, I enlighten whomever I will. I show forth through any man
2: marvels greater than those of my servants in times past. My servants in times past. Could he refer to the Apostle, Sister, the great theologians of early Christianity? And to you he reveals deeper and clearer meanings than in the past. And he wishes you to carry his teachings further. But I'm not worthy. God has seen fit to reveal himself to you. Your purpose has been decided. I may go to God assured of that knowledge. As I die, Sister Hildegard, I pray for you and for all men to recognize for whom you speak.
1: Mr. Hildegard.
0: Yes, Father Conn.
1: Sit down, sit down. Thank you. I've been studying these papers you sent me. Some of the writing does offer a new and clearer explanation of certain gospel passages. However, sister, I feel that these papers should go no further than this room.
0: I don't understand.
1: If you had presented these papers as a scholarly work of your own, the result of your research and contemplation, I'd have no qualms about forwarding them to His Excellency at Mainz, but to claim that these writings... Are the result of God's direct communication places far more significance on them, a significance of which I am unconvinced.
0: But it's impossible for me to have written these papers myself. All my life I've been nothing more than an ordinary scholar, and my command of Latin isn't equal to what's written there.
1: Yet it is your writing. You tell me one thing while with my own eyes I can see another. But
0: that's precisely what I mean. I couldn't have written what I have without God's help. It was he who guided my pen. I was merely the instrument which recorded them.
1: You refuse to take credit for what's written here? I'm not
0: entitled to credit. I'm not seeking it.
1: If the authenticity of your visions is established, do you realize just how you'd be recognized...
0: Recognized?
1: ...as spokesman for God himself?
0: If God has chosen me, if he sees fit to bestow on me this holy gift... Then it's not for me or for you, Father, to challenge God's judgment.
1: Oh, well spoken, Sister Hildegard. However, I'm not yet convinced, mind you, of what you claim. But neither can I deny it. I shall continue to question and to doubt until I'm given some sign, some proof that you indeed are writing what God bids you to write.
0: God will confirm what I've told you.
1: Perhaps. Or else, Sister Hildegard, I'll learn that the brilliance of the writing on these papers is dimmed by the false manner in which it has been presented.
0: Why would I misrepresent the manner in which those revelations came to me?
1: Is it not a fact that although there are older, perhaps more deserving sisters, you managed to be appointed superior in your convent?
0: But I didn't want the appointment. I realized that there were several more eligible candidates than myself. But Sister Jutta had come to a firm decision.
1: And no doubt as a result of your influence upon her achieved over many years.
0: Now, Father, that's unfair.
1: Oh, if it is, then I apologize. I merely seek to explain why I question your motives. May I go on?
0: Yes, Father.
1: If you're as ambitious as I suspect, and the Archbishop is convinced that you're telling the truth about your visions, you'll achieve immediately a very high prominence in the Church.
0: Father Conan, whether or not these writings ever go beyond the walls of this Abbey depends entirely upon you. I am
1: well aware of that. If
0: you doubt me so strongly, if you're convinced that I'm self-seeking... Then throw those papers into the fire. I'll return to my duties and devotions in the convent and you never again will receive a written word from me. Oh, now,
1: Sister Hildegard.
0: I shall ask God's forgiveness and yours for the sacrilege I've committed in presuming to speak for him. I beg of you, Father, if you cannot believe me, destroy those papers.
1: Ah, Your apparent sincerity is persuasive, Sister. I'll... uh... I'll write to the Archbishop of what you've told me now, and along with my letter, I'll forward these papers. So you have studied what she's written, Your Excellency? Yes, I have. Was I wrong to doubt her, to question her motives? No, not at all. For 25 years, she's
4: lived in that convent and gone about her tasks with exemplary behavior showing not the slightest indication of this divine power, she claims. Twenty-five years, and then suddenly, unexpectedly, she produces papers like these.
1: Oh, you had good reason to doubt. Ah, then you agree that these writings should be destroyed. No, I don't agree.
4: These papers clarify certain rather ambiguous passages in the Gospel. But for Sister Hildegard
1: to claim that the revelations were made by God himself is a sacrilege. Oh, the canon, I'm surprised at you. Huh? I don't understand, Excellency. You not only fail to realize the full value of
4: these brilliant revelations Sister Hildegard has recorded, but you seek to have them destroyed. But she claims that it was God himself. Whether or not Sister Hildegard directly received God's revelation is yet to be determined. Father Canon, I want you to arrange for Sister Hildegard to journey here to Mainz, where I can confront her with the statements she made to you. <laughs>
0: test and that Father Conlon was unconvinced of the gift you bestowed upon me and now in a moment that door will open and the Archbishop will present me with an even greater challenge if you truly want me to speak in the future of what you reveal to me then I must have some sign from you to reassure me the Archbishop's decision will be the final one whether I go on with the writing or if I mistook your word and am indeed guilty of the sins of ambition. Whether the Archbishop is convinced or not, I know it will be your will. Help me, O Lord. Guide the Archbishop to finding the truth.
4: Sister Hildegard, it's impossible for me to accept only your word that God has spoken to you. Inspiration can spark the mind to an unsuspected brilliancy, but it's one thing for revelations such as these to be the result of that inspiration, and quite another to attribute it to divine wisdom.
0: Then shall I go no further with my writing?
4: On the contrary. I wish you to go on with this work which you write with such skill and erudition.
0: Your Excellency, these revelations come from God.
4: You offer nothing except your own testimony. It's it's not enough.
0: It's all I can give.
4: When we sleep, our minds play strange tricks. I think it's quite possible that you mistook a rather colorful dream for a genuine miracle.
0: Oh, Excellency, believe me, these visions I beheld neither in dreaming nor in madness. I was awake and alert, and I saw them with the eyes of my soul. Had you experienced the touch of our Lord, had you seen and heard the glorious wonder of him as I have, you'd clearly know it was no dream but a true miracle.
4: I'm certain I would know the difference. However, unless I had some tangible proof of that blessing to offer others, I'd keep silent. Excellency? Yes?
0: I... Excellency?
4: What is it? Are you ill?
0: No. No, but... Let me sit here a moment longer.
4: Sister Hildegard.
0: I'm,
4: oh, is there something I can do?
0: A yellow fire. Flames to the sky. And twisting in the flames. A tortured figure. And, and the lights from heaven flooding down to quell the flames until all is golden light and peace. And then the bells. Melded in the fire, taking shape again, is pealing its joyous, glorious hymn. Oh, oh, Excellency, truly, truly, this has been a vision. A vision so clear that I... Oh, no, no, no.
3: What
4: is wrong? Why do you weep?
0: It is what was revealed to me. Excellency, I know you'll doubt Now more than ever you'll doubt, but I feel so strongly that God wants me to tell you what I've just seen, what I've learned of the future, of your own future. Sister Hildegard,
4: do not insult me and debase yourself by offering to tell my fortune.
0: Excellency, I thought only to tell you of what had just been revealed to me by a power which I know can belong only to God. You
4: failed to convince me by your words that God speaks to you in vision, so now you offer me a demonstration. Sister Hildegard, your performance is disgraceful. I order you to leave now and return to your convent.
0: Father Conan, I'm sorry to come to the Abbey at such a late hour, but I've only now returned from Mainz and my audience with the Archbishop.
1: Any <clears throat> hour that I can be of service to you, Sister Hildegard, please feel free to call on me.
0: Father, I've come on a matter of the utmost urgency, a matter which concerns the very life of the Archbishop.
1: His Excellency's life, what do you mean?
0: When I was with the Archbishop, God saw fit to fill my mind with a vision of such clarity that there was no mistaking its meaning or its urgency.
1: While you were with the Archbishop, you informed him of what had occurred?
0: No, he wouldn't listen to
1: What do you claim was revealed to you, sister?
0: Fire. An immense wall of flame surrounding the figure of the Archbishop. And I saw the bells of his cathedral melting in the intense heat. The bells and the figure of His Excellency... I clearly saw the catastrophe, and I knew where it would occur. I myself felt the heat of those flames effusing my body and my mind. A warning, Father Conan, a warning from God who wants me to pass on the warning to His Excellency. I
1: am certain that His Excellency takes precautions against accidental I fire. I saw a
0: large bank of votive candles flickering in the draft. There are hundreds of flames reaching like fingers to caress the wooden beams of the cathedral, there was the danger, Father, and God revealed to me the result of it.
1: What an act of imagination is being confused with a divine vision. You must
0: send a message to the Archbishop. You must warn him. God wanted me to speak of what was revealed to me. He wanted me to do what I can to save His Excellency's life. Sister,
1: you merely noted a hazard in the cathedral, one which can be alleviated simply by moving the stand of candles further from the wall. A good suggestion, sister, and one which I'll relay to the Archbishop in my monthly report to him.
0: It will be true. It will
1: be in my monthly report, and not a day sooner. Now, is there any other reason, any sensible reason, why you've come here at this hour? Father, please! Good night, Sister Hildegard.
4: Destroyed. Completely destroyed, except for the walls of stone.
0: And the bells, Your Excellency. Those glorious voices that could be heard throughout the city. What of the bells?
4: melted into shapeless and silent metal. Everything in the cathedral was destroyed.
0: Except yourself. God has spared you.
4: I'd left only a few moments earlier to go to the printers. I was arranging for the publication of your paper, sister. If I hadn't gone on that errand, I might have been trapped when
0: the fire started. I tried to warn you of it. I realize it now.
4: Because I was a fool not to believe, we've suffered a great loss.
0: But the bells will be recast and hung as before... The cathedral will be restored.
4: Sister Hildegard, God in his wisdom indeed has seen fit to bestow on you his gifts. In doubting you, I doubted God's word. I humbly seek his pardon and
0: yours for having doubted. There's nothing to forgive. It was your duty to question me so thoroughly.
4: May God continue to bless you, sister. Thank
0: you. Thank you, Excellency.
1: So, Sister Hildegard, you want to move your convent to the Rupertsberg?
0: Yes, Father Colin, as soon as you grant your permission.
1: But have you considered the hazards of such a move? The hardships you'll be forced to endure in such a desolate location? The Rupertsberg is a barren hill on which there is no protection from the north winds... and the soil will support only the rankest weeds.
0: I'm aware of those drawbacks, Father. It'll not be easy to leave the shadow and protection of your abbey.
1: Then why are you going...
0: It's what God bids me to do.
1: God bids you?
0: Father Conan, almost ten years ago, His Excellency of mine accepted the authenticity of my visions, And even His Holiness, Pope Eugenius, has written of his approval of my work. Why is it that you still refuse to believe that God alone is responsible for the work I've done? The fact
1: that they have given their approval of your revelations imposes no obligation on me to believe you. But, Father,
0: why do you continue to doubt me? Call it
1: instinct or blind ignorance. Attribute my doubting to anything you wish. Nevertheless, I continue to doubt. Just as now I'll deter you from moving this convent away from here.
0: But we must move to the Rooker's God himself made that wish known to me.
1: You'd suffer grave hardships there. Your community would diminish.
0: We're not here in this life to live in ease, but to do what good we can, no matter what the cost. God bids me move the convent, and I cannot refuse him.
1: But, Sister Hildegard, I am not convinced that it is God's wish. Perhaps it's your own desire that you attribute to God.
0: Father Conan, I've seen revealed a beautiful stone building atop the Rupert's Deck. I've seen the figures of these nuns going in and out of the massive oak doors. And I've seen a pure golden light streaming down from heaven, illuminating the entire hill. Trees are there, and good crops defeat us. And the wind swaying the trees is pushing not from the north, but from the south. The Rupert's bed no longer is bleak, but radiant with the benevolence of God. I beseech you, Father, don't refuse us permission for the move there.
1: An eloquent plea, Sister Hildegard, colored as usual by your soaring imagination. But I have never been impressed by your skill with words... But, as you know, by your constant claim that God speaks through you, I see nothing to be gained by allowing you to move your community away from here. Therefore, your request is denied.
0: Dear Lord, I've come here to the peak of the Rukesburg to the site where I know you want me to move the convent. Help me to carry out your wishes. Help me make Father Conan realize that since our community has prospered and grown, we are too crowded. We need space for growth, for more sisters to carry on your work. Help me to persuade Father Conan to reconsider his decision. I beseech you, O Lord,
1: I'll
2: be out here in
1: the garden if she needs me. Sister Hildegard, I came as soon as I learned of your illness.
0: Thank
2: you, Father.
1: It was very foolish of you to climb the Rupert's in this bitter weather. But it only indicates further what a cruel and dangerous place it would be to locate the convent. Why? Why did you make that foolhardy journey, Sister?
0: God told me I mustn't accept your decision. And so I went seeking reason that would satisfy you and persuade you to change your mind.
1: But now, as a result of your rash journey, you're so ill that the physician despairs of your life.
0: My death won't change the future. The convent will be built.
1: Sister Hildegard, I will not alter my decision. The convent will remain here beside my abbey.
0: And eventually, when you die, Father Connors... Will your successor make the same decision or will he grant God's wish and give permission for the convent to be moved?
1: My successor will follow in my footsteps. My decisions will be his.
0: Oh, Father, your successor may follow in your steps, but his mind will not be yours. I see the convent on the Rupert's Bear. I see it in every detail. As if it already were built... Either you or one of your successors someday, perhaps a hundred years from now, will grant the permission God and myself seek. Sister,
3: are, are you all right?
0: Yes. Yes, but you'd better leave me now. Father, I find myself with no strength.
1: It's very well, Sister Hildegard, but there's one thing I first must tell you. Can you hear me? Yes. I... I have been considering what you just said. Sister, I have always been a proud man. Pride is my cardinal sin. I've never admitted this to you, but I have been most... Proud to have you and your sisters within the shadow of this monastery. Through you and your work, we have grown in importance throughout our church.
0: Father, you're being too modest. And on the contrary,
1: suddenly, I find myself facing the truth. I've been too proud of the fact that you are part of my community. That's why I've sought to detain you here. I know that in time... A move is inevitable.
0: You're granting permission for us to move to the Rupert's Fair?
1: Your vision was accurate, sister. Soon that convent will be there in reality.
0: I knew, Father. I knew. It was God who foretold this to me. How can you continue to doubt, Father?
1: Do I doubt, sister? Suddenly... I am aware of something unusual and hushed in this room. An aura of... Yes. Of godliness here. Sister Hildegard, I have a strong impulse to pray. Truly, Sister Hildegard, God has blessed you. And all those whose lives have touched yours...